welcome everybody to our next episode of our GBS podcast. Um, I'm really pleased to have such an esteemed colleague with me today, uh, being Salva Russo from AstraZeneca, um, who, I, who I've known for a few years around this space. And I think one of the reasons we thought it'd be great to get Salvo on the show is just his perspective around, I think, GBS is quite refreshing uh, and quite pragmatic. So I'm really looking forward to our time together today. Um, Salvo, do, do you want to start with a quick introduction and then talk a little bit around what AstraZeneca are doing in GBS and what the story yes. is so far? Thank you, Rakesh. Thank you for the opportunity to be together with you and talk about Global Business Services, which is at the heart of the uh, of my life, I would say. I imagine I, I even met my wife in your services when I work in ExxonMobil. So it's giving, a, uh, you know, purpose, uh, money, and also love. So I'm very Excellent. involved with our business services. I love I'm, that. That's going to be our strap line. GBS <laughs> brings love. Exactly. <laughs> Put people together. So, yeah. but the reality is that I'm really excited about working global business service because of that opportunity to work uh, uh, globally across different processes, uh, different uh, different geography, different culture, working together to understand the problem, find solution, and help the organization to be competitive, to get the competitive advantage. I think that is how I see GBS, and that's why I'm so always excited to see which is going to be the next steps. You know, I started back in the day where, you know, really like GBS was a FTE play, you know, like increase the number of FTEs offshore and then move how we can create additional barrier. Now, really like how we can embed uh, GBS in our organization and be really the strategic lever that the company can utilize to get the competitive advantage. So super excited uh, to be part of this organization uh, in this period. Excellent. We're super excited to have you with us today as well. And so tell me a little bit about that AstraZeneca journey. Yes. Um, where are you guys now and, yeah. and where do you see you going in the future? Uh, I could say that uh, you know, Global Business Services in, uh, um, uh, in AstraZeneca is a kind of unicorn because it's not really defined as the traditional GBS when you have all your uh, traditional uh, um, uh, you know, processes like finance, HR, procurement. We actually don't uh, manage any of these processes. Um, we have uh, functional share services in place. Um, and uh, as a GBS, we are trying to um, uh, put, uh, um, let's say, uh, uh, coordination across all these activities, but they are not owned by global business services. What we deliver in the last five years, which is the lens of this journey when we started, really like 2018, when I moved uh, um, here in Cambridge, um, is really about uh, creating those capabilities as a service. They really can create advantage for the organization um, uh, because can leverage the ability of GBS to scale, to focus on productivity, to focus on uh, customer experience um, and drive uh, uh, you know, um, uh, that uh, advantage uh, in terms of uh, cost reduction every uptime, which is very important. One of the primary reasons when we start this journey is how you can free up time utilizing GBS, free up time from the scientists to deliver new and uh, discover new science, new medicines, and for the guys that work in commercial 
to then launch this product in the market as fast as possible. So this has been our imperative in the last uh, in the last uh, in the last five years, and now we're thinking about how we can further expand. If you want to give a little bit more context for our friends here that are going to listen to us, so the capability that we provide as a service are different, not, you know, gener generally for advanced uh, uh, GPS that are like GPS 2.0, stuff like that, are very common. So those capabilities like automation, process mining, uh, analytics, advanced analytics, uh, marketing, uh, legal, uh, learning, uh, uh, compliance. Uh, so these are the type of capabilities and services that we develop for the every scale for the entire organization. That's great. So GBS in AstraZeneca is really around driving competitive advantage, not just not just cost reduction. And and how do you how do you measure that then? How do you measure the value that you're achieving from GBS? How do you measure that process mining has been successful, that automation has been successful, that analytics has been successful across the enterprise. Yes. So, you know, uh, we work a lot about that and especially aligning what we measure to what is understood by our stakeholders, right? We don't have, in, we don't have any mandate in terms of the activity we need to do. So we, really, we need to really to demonstrate the value and the importance uh, of think differently a worker uh, a worker uh, smarter um this is for example like when we started our journey in, in uh, robotic robotics process automation which now uh, as you described is part of a, a end to end solution to start from uh, understanding the process for with process mining uh, elaborating the results with lean expert to understand the opportunity for simplification standardization and then apply all the different technology um, uh, within automation to further uh, improve the processes um, so the major uh, so the, the key um, uh, component uh, uh, and measurement of value is the free up time we call free up time which is uh, 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 the capacity that we uh, free up uh, to the main teams uh, that are working with us, that then they can uh, uh, utilize the time to do uh, more strategic activity or more core activity. I'll give you an example. When we automated the process in R&D, right? Um, so at that time, it is uh, um, before use by um, scientists to upload uh, results to an Excel file and then download uh, information from a database take external data. Now, um, we develop different automation that can free up the scientists to do these mundane activities that they can focus more on, uh, on the science. One of, one of the applications that we did, we, we did uh, reduce uh, uh, quite significantly the clinical trials, which is one of the, one of the core processes for a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, of course. Very interesting. So it's really, it's really embedded into the value streams of the AstraZeneca business, it sounds like GBS is really driving, driving change a lot more than just finance, HR, um, procurement type services. And, and how do you govern that? So well, how have you set up the governance structure to ensure that you continue to add value in those important areas like clinical trials? So um, in the sample, uh, if you continue in the sample around, the, let's say, process optimization, 
Um, so as you, and this is a lot of debate in the industry about the collaboration with IT, uh, yeah. right? So in our GBS, IT is not part, of course, of GBS. There are not, uh, so IT has its own short services. Okay. Uh, we create a great collaboration with them um, uh, um, in terms of redefining and leveraging the key competences skill set of GBS to interact with customer and understand the process, uh, the, the, the processes, uh, um, translate uh, the process solution and IT in terms of uh, the core capability in designing that automation solution. Um, so this worked very, very nicely together. In terms of governance, we are having uh, uh, you know, regular meetings with, uh, with each of the set areas. Um, uh, this is part not just for automation, but for any, uh, for any uh, program that we are launching. Uh, um, uh, and we go through a process that is ideation, concept, business case, and then uh, uh, depend, based on the evaluation of the business case and the approval, then project management and then service delivery. Um, so this is on a regular basis. Um, we get the opportunity to be uh, to get closer uh, uh, with this. Um, we call uh, um, set areas so is our executive. So on a regular basis, GBS in particular, in specific uh, quarterly, we meet we meet with our executives where we can share our idea in terms of uh, what potentially could be next. Get their views. And then uh, develop uh, develop new solutions based on what AstraZeneca needs to deliver and accomplish. So they get to the point that I was saying in the beginning: how GBS can be relevant, how can change based right. on the strategic priorities of the enterprise. So I get how you work with IT. What what about the rest of the business? How do you maintain a strong relationship with? all of these business divisions and you get them seeing because you know, I think other GBSs talk about trying to change the perception that they're not just a low cost, you know, center that they really have the capability and competence to drive value for your, for the business divisions. Yeah. Sounds like you're achieving that. And I'm wondering how have you structured yourself to make that happen? So that is a thought they always have, right. Um, in terms of, what really our executives are looking uh, 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 from GBS to be delivered, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and uh, I'm reading always research and uh, point of views and uh, interviews of uh, uh, the C-suite, and I think that the the primary the primary focus is always, and the thing would be cost reduction, right? Uh, you know, like we can um, mix match with uh, customer experience, with, uh, um, you know, speed of execution, uh, you know, data integrity, cybersecurity, you know, control compliance. But let's say the foundation of the existence of GPS, in my opinion, would be, I mean, is and would be the cost reduction. Yeah. So what we're looking is productivity how we can make our organization more efficient and effective. And the same was when we were, uh, when I worked for Vodafone uh, and for ExxonMobil, when there was the key focus on continual process improvement, how we can identify even small improvement and help the organization to make this small improvement, um, to make the life of employee much more enjoyable and more efficient. You know? Yeah. 
I, I think that's a really interesting point because I think sometimes we hear a lot of businesses almost treat cost reduction as a dirty word. Yeah. That GBS shouldn't deliver it almost. That actually it should be focused on more of the value levers. But I think I think that's almost your right to take a seat at the table is to be that enabler of productivity improvement, of you know, leveraging lower cost locations, of being more efficient, um, providing automation, but all of it, as you say, ultimately reduces cost. Yes, um, and it depends on the know uh, how uh, expanded your GPS is like if I give an example in Vodafone we were actually delivering revenues as well right so through the marketing and the uh, global enterprise um, uh, you know uh, here in AstraZeneca through revenue leakage um, so we get that opportunity you know to go beyond the cost reduction um, but you know when you think about uh, uh, um, all the new capabilities as a service services that um, you know gps is talking about uh, like process mining uh, uh, automation uh, uh, is about make our companies more efficient right it's about right. how we can reduce the need uh, um, of uh, uh, recruitment in certain case which is became much more complicated uh, but also how we can um, continue to grow without uh, growing uh, the organization. Correct, right. And, and, and linked to that, obviously, is the leverage of new locations. And tell me a little bit around that. So tell me a little bit around the locations that you've selected um, mm. and, and how that works with your operating model um, yes. and why maybe how so some of those locations are working for you. Yes. So I, I will give you a little bit the broader view uh, from uh, uh, all the experience that I have so far working uh, in this space. And uh, I can tell you that doing a lot of research and studies, still, uh, uh, let's say, uh, India is uh, the one of the primary, uh, primary um, locations where really you can find the talent that can support uh, all the new services that GPS is thinking about. So I'm very uh, a pro, let's say, the hub spoke model, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, moving away from the regional model. Uh, I see many companies still are adopting that. Uh, if you look in the life uh, science industry, all the uh, company, all the GPS are using uh, a regional model. Um, I, I think that the hub spoke model has an advantage because Ciao, Bella. <laughs> you can really leverage. Uh, you can really leverage India's scale and the and the, the talent pool, um, which is amazing. Um, but at the same time, uh, this can give you the opportunity uh, to further invest uh, for selective spokes. They can they can give the edge to the GPS to be closer to the customer. Uh, especially for very complex transformational programs, the GBS will be responsible for, right? So I think they give you the, the right mix and balance the cost and the opportunity to be closer with the customer if you apply certain mo a model like that. And if you apply a model like that, I think the hub uh, uh, most probably would be in India. <laughs> I mean, that, at least that is my experience working with the uh, 
uh, in different uh, locations like uh, Andalabad, Bangalore, Pune, Chennai, Delhi. Um, so I think that uh, um, is uh, what I uh, believe will be uh, one of the uh, right choices. Is is nothing new, <laughs> right? Uh, no. But again, like cost. I very common. Yeah, no, <laughs> India is a fantastic location. I think a common location for a hub. So where have you put your spokes and how does that work for you? So um, I think the spokes needs to be really industry specific. Um, you know, um, depends on what you want to do. I, you know, the generic finance accounting, HR, are now almost all the uh, all the countries that have certain certain capability like this. So I don't think it is going to be um, uh, much of a, of a deal to find those capabilities within Europe, within Central and South America, and within uh, you know uh, the usual Malaysia, Philippines, and India. I think more interesting now is look at different uh, uh, opportunities because mo most of the countries are going through enable uh, people to come, uh, especially in the digital space through digital visa. So talents are moving around, and now how you and with the remote working, how you can capture this opportunity. And the other one that is very interesting that we uh, that we piloted is the freelancing, how you can tap the freelancing. So in one sense, and, one, and we talk about this in, uh, in Lisbon, um, Rakesh was about virtual services, right? So how you can start to think about a different type of sourcing where you actually don't even have employees. Uh, and freelancing will work, will work very well, and we, and we tested uh, uh, for everything that concerns content, uh, content creation and creative work. Yeah, that's very interesting. And the freelancing model, I know, opens up a brand new operating structure for you. What do we think <laughs> about remote models, though? So do you think it gives you a higher level of productivity by allowing people to work remotely? So remote work is in, interesting, uh, uh, and I think uh, um, depends on uh, the location, and uh, also depends on the opportunity uh, that employees have uh, to work from home. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, during COVID, uh, we saw like many other companies an increase in productivity. I don't know how sustainable that would that be. Um, I think uh, I think uh, uh, that uh, uh, a hybrid approach, um, uh, uh, you know, is the way forward. Give the opportunity to the employees uh, to select the right workplace. Uh, you know, can be at home when you need concentration. Can be in the office when you need collaboration. Uh, when you need uh, uh, to innovate through the exchange, exchange of ideas, but also. You know, for company uh, GBS that uh, open up to external customers, you know, uh, have those type of uh, um, engagement and meetings, uh, utilizing uh, the office in a different way. That is not just desk, but you know, point of uh, connection, interaction that uh, really can boost uh, uh, the creativity and uh, the innovation. So uh, I. I see the opportunity to continue to leverage the working from home, but uh, you know, 
being the office, uh, I think, continue to be super important and uh, super important to AstraZeneca as well um, in terms of, uh, um, uh, you know, um, uh, work schedule. Interesting. So that, that's kind of the people piece. And um, what about the technology piece? So what one piece of technology do you think you played with that's been a game changer for AstraZeneca? What's that one piece of technology that you would almost write home about? So the, the spoon is a good old school technology to take attention. Uh, uh, cleaning. Um, I think uh, uh, I really like uh, um, the tools around process mining, right? Because I'm coming from a background of uh, uh, a continuous improvement. I remember when, when I started the journey back uh, in the days, early 2000, how difficult it was to map the processes. Uh, uh, you know, all those long days in the meeting room with uh, many people, SMEs, post-it, and now see by, you know, what, you know, this solution can do uh, for any process that has a digital, uh, digital print is uh, unbelievable, you know, and you know, I found this very uh, exciting uh, because of my background uh, because of the fact that, you know, continuous process improvement for me is the, one of the most important problem solving continuous process improvement, most important capability in GBS because at the end of the day, we are, here, we are here, in my opinion, to change the way we work, to enable the organization to work smarter and to identify opportunity not for automation. I always say we need to find the opportunity for elimination. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. First, you eliminate uh, you know tasks and deliverables uh, that are not uh, necessary. Then you simplify, and then the last chance is about automate because for automation you still need to uh, you you still need to uh, you know invest uh, um, and then potentially migrate. So we are changing the paradigm. Before it was about uh, in GBS before was about you migrate, right? You migrate FTEs, then uh, with as it is, lift and shift, uh, you know, all the technology, all the processes, and then you start to think, okay, what I can do better, what I can improve in terms of technology. Now I think uh, the paradigm should be shifted. We have all the tools, um, like the process mining, which I'm excited about, to understand uh, where the process can be uh, more efficient and more effective, eliminate tasks, uh, automate, and then eventually offshore in lower cost location. That's fantastic. And, and if you were going to give from all of your experience, three tips to GBS leaders who have already set up GBSs, but are trying to go from, you know, low value, maybe more focus on yeah. being cheap to adding value. Yeah. What would be those three tips? So when you say three, remind me uh, a good colleague of mine. We worked together uh, when I set up the site in, in Buda, uh, Bucharest. Sorry. Uh, and the first time that I met, met him, he told me, Salvo, I have three priorities, right? I have people, people, people. And I think that is the, you know, especially when, when you think about global business services is a big piece of advice uh, how you really can focus uh, from the beginning of your journey to have your you know, core uh, 
um, team that really can support the evolution of uh, of GBS, but also how you can start to think, how you can de continuously develop your team, how you can connect them, how you can leverage the collective genius of having people that are working processes all around the world with different mindset, with different ways of looking at the problem. I think uh, focus on uh, on people for me is the really uh, the bigger piece of advice, uh, especially for company that I see more and more, they focus too much on the technology, a little bit on the processes, and they don't really think about it, the people aspect. They just a tick, you know, they need to do in their task. Huh? So I would say we need to invert that. So, you know, there is no transformation. The transformation happened within us. So I think as a um, GPS leader, we really need to think about differently how we can uh, bring our people to, uh, into the journey, but also how we can develop them um, and really um, uh, create the competitive advantage for our enterprise. So people, 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 build their skills, build their competencies, treat them as an asset. Excellent. Um, well, thank you very much, Salvo. You get to see my kids. Uh, you get to provide us with a lot of knowledge and insight into your experience in GBS. What is the last uh, one? A big thank you from you. What is the third one? Sorry? What is the third one? The turnover? No, the third one. You have three kids. Oh, the right? third one. Yeah, the third one is at school. Oh, so, okay, yeah, we only had these two have come to bother me. They've left me alone all day, but now I've come to talk to you. They, they, I think it was the okay. Italian accent that um, attacked yeah. to, to the caller. <laughs> hey, lovely Thank to you see you, Salvo. Thanks very much for your time. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.